This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Welcome to the Good News Ride Home for Friday, June 12th, 2020. I'm Jackson Bird. With fans not allowed in stadiums, some sports leagues are using computer-generated crowds to fill the stands. If your hair has grown to a completely unmanageable length, this new site can help. Scientists have discovered massive, unidentified structures deep beneath the Earth's surface how to work out like a medieval knight, and some video recommendations for your weekend queue. As sports competitions return with empty stadiums, many leagues and networks are experimenting with ways to make sure the at-home viewing experience is still enjoyable and familiar. When the K-League, South Korea's soccer league, resumed games at the start of May, they occasionally piped in recorded crowd noises over the loudspeakers. When Germany's Bundesliga returned at the start of June, they went one further, and rather than playing crowd noises over the loudspeakers where it might disturb the players, they added it in for the broadcast only. It included cheering for the goals with louder ones for the home team. Quoting the BBC, An audio carpet for the basic noise is taken from the previous meeting and it's mixed with the real noise of the game. Reaction samples for scenarios such as penalties, fouls, and decisions from VAR are created and inserted by a watching producer. End quote. When the Premier League in England returns next week, viewers on Sky Sports and BT Sports will have the option to turn crowd noise on or off. In Spain, however, they are taking it one step further. La Liga returned yesterday not just with artificial crowd noise, but an artificial crowd. They partnered with EA Sports for the reactive crowd noise and with Norwegian broadcasting tech company Vizert for the computer-generated stadium crowd. Quoting The Verge, The virtual fans aren't CGI representations of individual humans like you'd see in FIFA 20. Instead, the stands are blanketed in a static texture that does a surprisingly good job of looking like a crowd, so long as your actual attention is focused on the action on the pitch. It's more like a 90s video game or a stereogram if you look at it up close, but overall the effect is pretty convincing. The illusion is inevitably broken from time to time, the virtual crowd only appears from the main broadcast camera angle, for instance, and while the camera operators use a slightly elevated angle for player close-ups so as not to show the crowd, it's unavoidable for certain other situations. Wide-angle cameras mounted to the goalposts as well as various aerial shots sometimes reveal the lack of crowd in attendance." End quote. While all of this technology may have sounded kind of cheesy just a few weeks ago, the leagues have largely gotten a positive, if surprised, reaction from football fans. La Liga audiovisual director Melchior Soler told The Athletic, quote, We're thinking of this as a televised entertainment spectacle. What we're going to do is make you recall what you were used to seeing when the stadiums are full, end quote. And as Twitter user Jim Gibson said of La Liga's computer-generated crowds, quote, I'm not sure, but having seen a few German games recently, it's certainly no worse, end quote.
For many of us, it's been at least three months since we stepped foot in a barbershop or hair salon. And if you're used to getting your hair professionally cut on a regular basis, the situation might be looking pretty dire. Some people are totally rocking it, others have taken matters into their own hands and attempted to trim or just buzzed their hair all off. Personally, I've taken a mostly laissez-faire approach, which means depending on the day, I either look like 2009-era Justin Bieber or a cast member of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, aka the one when no one got haircuts. Fortunately, community's design firm Late Checkout is here to save the day with their latest project, You Probably Need a Haircut. That's literally what it's called, youprobablyneedahaircut.com. They pair you with a barber or stylist to video chat with and coach you along as you or a quarantine buddy cuts your hair. The prices are fairly comparable to an average to above average haircut depending on where you live. They offer cleanups, trims, and full cuts for men, women, and kids as well as gift cards if you want to send someone a very pointed gift regarding their Zoom appearance. Founder of Museum Hack and Man About the Internet Nick Gray wrote about his experience using the service on his blog. Like most of us, probably, he and his girlfriend didn't own any specific haircutting tools, so they gathered up a beard trimmer, comb, some hair clips, and a pair of kitchen scissors, and the stylist they were paired with helped them make it work. In addition to walking them through what to do step by step, the stylist Jabari Anderson actually taught them some of the higher level methods of haircutting so that they could contextualize his instructions, even drawing them a diagram of how to split hair into different sections for longer cuts. Quoting Nick Gray, A lot of people think, oh, I can just watch a YouTube video, I don't need to hire someone. But as our stylist said, the YouTube video is not going to tell you when you're doing it wrong and when you're about to make a major mistake. End quote. I know that a lot of individual barbers have been offering the service too, so maybe check in with your regular barber or stylist first if you want to support them directly or if you want a familiar face. But otherwise, check out youprobablyneedahaircut.com, link in the show notes. Scientists have discovered huge structures made of dense material deep inside the Earth in between the liquid outer core and lower mantle, about 1,800 miles beneath the surface. One of the structures beneath Hawaii was known before this most recent study, but was found to be substantially larger than previously expected. The other structure beneath the Marquesas Islands was previously unknown. The structures were identified by analyzing thousands of recordings of seismic waves from earthquakes that occurred between 1990 and 2018. While such studies usually use a small data set, the team was able to analyze over 7,000 earthquake measurements using a machine learning algorithm called Sequencer, originally intended to analyze distant galaxies. Quoting Vice, Earthquakes create seismic waves that travel through Earth's interior, where they become scattered and distorted by structures deep inside our planet. These warped patterns are captured in seismograms, which are recordings of wave activity inside Earth, enabling seismologists to capture rare glimpses of Earth's inaccessible underworld. The team focused on seismograms produced by shear waves, or S-waves, that travel along the boundary between Earth's core and the lower portion of the mantle that borders it. These waves are the slower, secondary waves that follow the initial tremors made by earthquakes, called primary waves, or P-waves, and they generally produce clearer signals. In particular, the team looked for the shear waves diffracting along the core mantle boundary. 
Because it diffracts along that surface, it's a great phase to look for these tiny structures on the top of the core mantle boundary, noted Doyeon Kim, the head of the research team. When the shear waves hit these structures, they produce a type of echo-like signature called a post-cursor. These echoes indicate the presence of anomalies deep inside Earth called ultra-low velocity zones, or ULVZs, which are dense patches on the core mantle boundary. Nobody knows exactly how ULVZs are formed or what they're made of, but it's clear that they have diameters of about 100 kilometers and that they're dense enough to slow down waves that pass through them, end quote. By analyzing the data set, the team found evidence of two mega-ULVZs, the one beneath Hawaii and the one beneath the Marquesa Islands. These two mega-ULVZs stretch for about a thousand kilometers or more. Quoting again, Mega-ULVZs are intriguing structures not only due to their size, but because they may be composed of exotic materials that date back to a time before Earth had a moon. These huge anomalous chunks could be partially melted material that predate the moon formation event, which scientists think was a gigantic collision between early Earth and a Mars-sized object more than 4 billion years ago. This is very interesting because this might indicate that mega-ULVZs are special and host primitive geochemical signatures that have been relatively unmixed since early Earth history, Kim said, end quote. So while we often look to space and the future to probe the unknown, this study is a reminder that there are just as many mysteries beneath our feet and far back in the past. And with continuing advances in machine learning technology enabling studies of this scale, we'll just continue to learn more and more. With gyms closed and most of us spending a lot of time at home, cooped up and stressed out, trying to find some way to exercise is super important and also incredibly challenging. If you're looking for a way to spice up your workout routine, why not try the routine of a medieval knight? I mean, they had to be in good shape, right? I say that not just based on the incredibly accurate portrayal of them by Heath Ledger's abs in A Knight's Tale, but because they were running around vaulting up onto horses and swinging heavy swords around all while wearing dozens of pounds of armor. While most armor was actually a lot lighter and more flexible than we tend to think of it, tournament armor used for jousting could be upwards of 100 pounds. A popular text in the High Middle Ages called Secreta Secretorum, or Secret of Secrets, discussed knighthood at length, and said of a knight's body that, quote, "...thickness of the shoulders and of the back with a broad breast showeth worthiness and hardiness," end quote. Being worthy was an integral part of knighthood, where chivalry was just as important as swordsmanship. Atlas Obscura dove into the psyche and routine of one knight in particular whom we could perhaps look at as a model of knightly exercise. Quote, For knights like Boussicot, a famed French military leader whose real name was Jean de Lamanga, fitness was a means to an end, having a body that was honed for war. Boussicot traveled from Prussia to the Ottoman Empire, fighting in conflicts that helped define the map of medieval Europe. And he couldn't have done so without a stringent, self-imposed exercise circuit, ideal for someone traipsing around in a clattering metal outfit. His routine is repeatable today, if you have a spare suit of armor. The fit French fighter insisted on doing his exercises, 
vaulting onto a horse, performing somersaults, climbing walls, and running long distances while wearing what he would wear in combat, end quote. Now, you may not have a suit of armor or a horse handy, but with a weight belt or vest, you could try out some of his other activities, and they're not too far off from a lot of bodyweight exercises, which are even more the rage right now with gyms closed. Busico also used to practice his swordsmanship with added weight to the weapon so that it would feel lighter in combat, which is a common strategy among all kinds of athletes, from baseball players practicing with a weighted donut ring on the bat before stepping up to the plate, and runners training in higher altitudes, or in our present times, running with a mask. Another exercise of Busico's that you could maybe try out, quote, scaling a ladder while clad in his 60-pound suit of armor, taking each rung with both hands at the same time without his feet to support him, end quote. Basically, it sounds like Busico was the original crossfitter. Now, I do just have to say, I'm not actually suggesting you start scaling walls or ladders if you don't have any prior experience. Please don't go out and hurt yourself and claim some dude on a podcast told you to do it. I am mostly joking, but, I mean, you know, if you do want to be as fit as a knight, here's a little insight onto how they did it. And finally, capping the week off with some video recommendations for your weekend queue. First, a while back I told you about the website Forgotify, which plays random songs on Spotify that have zero listens. Well, if you want a YouTube version, you can go to astronaut.io, where you're shown randomized clips from YouTube videos uploaded in the past week that have almost zero views. They're often unedited with titles that are simply the file name generated by the cameras that took the footage. The website itself only plays you a few seconds of each video before moving on automatically, but there is an option to keep watching one video in its entirety if it particularly piques your interest. As the landing page of the website says, Today, you are an astronaut. You are floating in inner space 100 miles above the surface of Earth. You peer through your window, and this is what you see. You are people-watching. These are fleeting moments. End quote. And as you watch these videos, predominantly home videos uploaded from all around the world, that's absolutely how you feel. It's just like, here's a peek at what people across the globe are doing today, how they're spending their time. It's really cool. And speaking of how people are spending their time, musician Armin Cooper from Germany spends his spare time playing his saxophone into a giant piece of pipeline near his house. Because he's discovered that the echo has perfect pitch. He's basically accompanying himself via pipeline echo. He's got a number of videos up on his YouTube channel of him playing his sax and other instruments with the pipe. But here is a quick preview of a number that he calls Pipeline Funk. <laughs> Lastly, you might be familiar with the low-budget Jurassic Park video made by the Cardboard Movie Company back in 2014. If you're not, link in the show notes. You're welcome. Well, the team is back with seemingly their first remake in six years, and this time they made a low-budget version of Alien. 
Apart from the sheer creativity in recreating sets and prop pieces mostly out of cardboard and the humor that the team brings to their delivery, these remakes are great because they compress the movies into under five minutes by just showing the most iconic lines and shots. Like all the ones that were burned into your brain when you first saw the films. And this Alien remake comes with the added layer of strong quarantine cabin fever vibes, which just makes it even greater. So go check it out. Links to all of these videos and the astronaut.io website are in the show notes. Happy weekend viewing. That is all for today. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media, the daily news podcast people. I'm Jackson Bird. I hope you have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now, and the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.